Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey. Hey, Glenn. You got water coming? Well, it's been raining uh, for the last few days over here. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't think it rained today. It was just a little cloudy. They're talking about a curve in the hurricane taking it to South Carolina and Georgia. That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you: Is there a reason why this uh, this hurricane is named after the? capital city that was the birthplace of the Italian uh, renaissance and where the Medici family came from because I was looking that up and finding all these uh, links to that that name yeah well they're they're getting waves out in the ocean in the uh, 80 foot range they're getting warnings of a storm surge at 13 feet. So, well, I, I gotta, gotta have a weather. Uh, it's like a weather alert uh, application on my phone, and it said that um, that uh, to be, they should be expecting like 40 inches of rain or something like that. Yeah. So, it says uh, Florence's rain may lead to potentially catastrophic flooding. Coastal flooding from persistent onshore winds may aggravate inland flooding. This is due to Florence's forecast slow movement for several days. Imagine what what the circumstances would be if the hurricane chases people inland. They're all in cars or in motels. And then another surge comes not from the ocean side, but from the land side, like the Lou at the Sioux is going to do. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You get caught in the middle between the two. You pin down. Yeah. No place to go. That's one scenario. I mean, it's uh, just uh, the other day, it was the New Year, I guess the Jewish New Year. They have a different calendar. It was Rosh Hashanah. And 9-11 yesterday. Yeah. So it would be like a traditional thing, I guess. Are you alone or you got company online here? Oh, this is me. Yeah, yeah. I I usually have Dana, but he's uh working. Yeah. So didn't want to bother him. Well, yeah. I I last night got uh, 
messages from the cell saying, you got to be direct because they're not listening. And if they're not listening, then the chances of survival are not very good. But worse is showing up at the at purgatory and being told, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know why weren't we warned, you know? Yeah. That's what stuck with and, me. And we've been trying to warn them since at least the year 2000. Yeah. 18 years. Uh, that's what stuck with me last time, you know. Uh, it made me think about me, my life, you know. Because yeah. I, I, I'm in a different situation from most people, is that I have the opportunity to do something. I, I have, I've been given the opportunity by you, I've been on the farm to learn about this. Yeah, and I want to. I have to do something. And I know that mm-hmm. a lot of people come to the farm and say, "Ah, no, don't believe that. No, no. don't believe that." Yeah. Well, what can I do? I can't tie them down and <laughs> they smarten up. Yeah. But you know. The cells said if they only understood the difference between being in purgatory as opposed to being in paradise. And the decision is made always by the pineal court. And being in purgatory and being in paradise is about the same lifestyle. However, in purgatory, you never meet anyone you know. No mother, father, wife, children, cousins, teachers, nobody you ever met will you see while in purgatory. And the only way out of purgatory is to get someone on earth who's been left behind to do something to warn the people about what will happen later. And if, uh if they don't, you stay in purgatory. If they do, you move on to paradise. That's difficult, though, because people already don't. Like you just said before, they don't. They'll say, "Oh, I don't, I don't believe that." So they're going to be yeah. dealing with that same situation. Yeah. From their perspective, so it's kind of that's a, a challenge. And and you said previously that the cell they've looked all over. And it was <laughs> you were the only person they they found. Yeah. That considered, I guess considered what they were saying. Well, they they called it earned it. Earned it. 
earned contact. Well, from what I know, like, I'm, every once in a while, I'll find people who, there'll be people who will contact me by email. And you have, there's an audience out there who are yeah. listening to this material. Yeah. But as far as, I don't know if they have contacted you or not. Cause they... Some have. Uh, however, because they don't warn me ahead of time and they call without any ID, uh, the cell won't answer the phone. So I, I have to probably get that message out to these people. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I told the people in uh, Scotland, guys over there, yeah. they, so they seem uh, really interested in They you have, have to, to give you their phone number mm-hmm. and then call on that phone number within a matter of a day or two because I'll lose the papers, uh, you know, too many things. So, and and preferably you call and say, this guy I'll call tomorrow. Okay. That, That lady will call within a day or so. All right, I could do that. I'll, t- I'll tell them because uh, I did get uh, a couple of phone numbers, two phone numbers from the guys in Scotland. So, and they've been wanting to talk to you. And the guy was telling me that uh, he felt well, he I, didn't. I got to know ahead of time when they're going to call, and I got to be watching for the phone number. I got perfect timing. to do alone here, you know? Yeah. So um, I I'm not sure how many um how many animals do you have left? If, do you even have any left on, on the farm? Or, or they I all... have uh, a new goat. Oh, okay. Four goats now, but we used to have eighteen. Yeah. No more chickens. We used to have a hundred. No more chicken. Wow. Wow, man. No more, no more sheep. No more pigs. Wow. All we're down to is four goats and lots of cats. How much does that cost? Would you? Would you? Would you do that? Would you, uh, if somebody were to uh, buy like some livestock from another farmer? I can't you... take care of them. Don't have enough hands. Oh. Don't have enough hours, especially in winter time. Oh. Yeah. Can't Jeez. do all of that alone. And and it's not like I can invite somebody to stay, no no house to stay in, no food, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, the guys in Scotland, I, I think they understand that that they couldn't have residence at your place, but they can probably stay somewhere close by. Or they we've even discussed, you know, getting like a some type of RV or something or trailer, parking it yeah. on the property. Well, if they have a, an RV, they can drive to town for meals or whatever. Yeah. Buy you pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's your diet? Like, you just eat, like, soup a lot? You just make soup? Most of my diet is um, um, tortilla as bread. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, on there, um, either cooked ham in a can or cooked beef in a can or cooked fish in a can, uh, and and then on top, a um, pickled egg. I can, uh, I can buy uh, pickled eggs in uh, boxes of 12 jars. There's about nine eggs in a jar, and every time I make a equivalent of a Mexican sandwich with the tortilla, I I put the meat down first, or fish, and then I put pickled egg chopped up on top. That's what I eat most of. I have uh, soups and stuff like that, but until this summer, I didn't have uh, a gas, little gas stove for picnicking with, mm-hmm. uh, and and you can't use that in the winter time because uh, it freezes. Butane uh, doesn't flow in temperatures lower than freezing, you know, zero. 32 in your language. <laughs> I, with the canned food, I remember I, I brought a whole bunch for you. Just yeah. Something like you gave it all to the cats. <laughs> I yeah. remember. Yeah. I, I mean, I eat a lot of, I eat tuna fish too, pretty regularly. I eat that. Uh, I I prefer salmon to tuna. Yeah, I love salmon yeah. too. But it's expensive yeah. though, you know. It's good, but I mean, I'll I'll and buy. I have uh, these uh, little cans of uh, what's called Paris pâté. French, it's patty pâté, and uh, sardines. And the sardines I have come in a can, uh, clover leaf, and there are between 16 and 22 sardines in a can. They're, they're little ones compared to most sardines you see in stores are Brunswick or something like that, where they call them sardines, but only three or four fit in a can. 
whereas the clover leaf has a minimum of 16, maximum 22 fish. And you can eat that as like a, like a full meal? Uh, yeah, I eat that for for lunch, usually. Do you put I mayonnaise in it? Uh, fish in the morning and and meat in the afternoon. A lot of uh, canned fruit uh, peaches from Greece is where they come from when I get them here. Uh, and uh, uh, fruit cocktail. It seems to be a pretty balanced diet. However, um, every uh, two weeks or so, I get to go to town check the mail and stuff like that, and then I'll have bacon and eggs for breakfast or Chinese food for lunch, depending on what time I'm there. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, my, I I usually, I've been doing this for months now. I just, I have a salad, right, in the morning with three yeah. eggs, hard, hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. And, you know, some salad dressing. Sounds like it'll be nourishing, anyways. Yeah, I, I try to. I try to have some uh, have a balanced diet, have nutrition and stuff. But yeah, I mean, well, my my biggest worry is my neighbors are are so stubborn uh, that. You know, if they haven't read it in the paper or seen it on TV or what have you, uh, they believe the rumors set out by the government uh, years ago. When I I initially uh, wrote to the government and said, I'm applying for a disability pension. My disability is political. I tell the truth, and that means I have a disability. Mm -hmm. And uh, they responded by saying, uh, you have a disability, but it's mental. For for protesting on Parliament Hill, you you are classified as mentally ill. When when you do when you believe in democracy, and you do what democracy says, and it ends up accusing bureaucrats or politicians. Their response is to change the rules. Whatever rule you use to get the charges laid against them, they are told by the media, like Globe and Mail newspaper mostly, to change the rules. 
so that things like you did would not happen again. So what I had done was use the law that is called private prosecutions under the democratic system. If you have evidence, you don't need the permission of a prosecutor to lay charges. As long as once you lay your charges, there are witnesses that can be called by the court, and those witnesses will confirm what you're saying, then the uh, judge or justice of the peace can lay charges against the accused. And that's what I did. So immediately after they were charged in in June 1991, by September, the Premier of Ontario, Bob Ray, and the Prime Minister, Brian Mulroney, had met together and said they had to change the rules. So as to eliminate the possibility of private prosecutions, they said, even if it's a private person who comes rather than a policeman who comes, you have to get permission from the prosecutor to move forward. Well, of course, forget it, because the reason you're going the private prosecution way is because the prosecutor won't do his job. So immediately the newspapers come out and they say, you got to change the rules. And I I think I've told you this before, but uh, my my lawyer, who was a high-ranking staff sergeant in the RCMP and retired and and became a lawyer and, and then was working for a law firm to get his uh, practice started. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a word for that. I forget what it is. Pro is it pro bono or pre bono pre bono something like that? No, pro bono means they work for the client free of charge. Oh, okay. But this is training, and once you graduate, you have to spend a year with an existing law firm. Mm-hmm. So he he incorporated our institute, uh, and by incorporating the institute, he was familiar with who I was, mm-hmm. and and then he had to attend a class, and in the class, one of the discussions that teacher brought up was private prosecutions have to change or 
you end up dealing with crazy people like Glenn Keeley. So uh, my lawyer, Richard Jordan, got up in the classroom and he said, uh, maybe you didn't know this, but I was Glenn Keeley's lawyer for his incorporation recently. And he said, you have to explain to me how you come to the conclusion that Keeley is crazy. Because he laid charges? Is that why you think he's crazy? Or if you believe that he is crazy and we accept that for now that you believe he's crazy, what do you call the judge? The judge is the one who made the decision to charge the people based upon the evidence, and she's the top justice of the peace in eastern Ontario. So if Keeley is crazy and the judge accepts crazy people, then you got a point. She's crazy too. But if he's not crazy, and after three weeks of hearing evidence from the RCMP um, who are not allowed to lay charges the way they want to, then you have to believe Keeley's not crazy. <laughs> but what, what difference did that make to anybody? They don't listen. They don't care. If the system says change the law, change the law. So democracy is theoretic. It's a theory based upon illusion mm -hmm. until you broach the problem directly. You don't know that. But once you get involved directly and you find out how they act, you get to know democracy is only a concept, not a reality. Seems like most of these uh, forms of uh, running things that they say, you know, from democracy to communism... Fascism, yeah. they're, they're, all, they're not what they say they are. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. They are all supportive in some stage of development of monarchs, and in a later stage, monarchs become cosmetic leaders, and the bureaucrats take over. In a country like Canada, the deputy minister is the manager of the staff. And the staff are the bureaucrats. And the bureaucrats run the government no matter what the minister or the cabinet or the president says. 
doesn't matter what the leaders say. They run it the way they want it, and they have done that since 1789. The French Revolution replaced the monarchs with the bureaucrats. The bureaucrats were good for a while, but then as they started to feel the power that they had, they started using it and finally abusing it. And in my lifetime, being 76 years old now, I can almost see the line that changed from one to the other being in 1972. Policemen who used to be called um, tappers. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, you sound kind of far away. Uh, Sorry. What did you say they called police? I said uh, coppers. Coppers. Yeah. They didn't what, get paid they that call much? Them, what do they call them today in Canada? Um, it's uh, the name of the $1 coin. Oh, uh, Instead of a penny, like a copper, they are $1 coins. The name is loonies. Okay, they, you know, they they had a list recently in Ontario of all the civil servants that make over a hundred thousand dollars a year, and most of the top guys were policemen. The very top are the coroners. Mm. The coroners are allowed to lie about how somebody died. Oh, um, you were mentioning before with the deputy minister, and you mentioned the word staff, and immediately in my head I thought about the rod. Yeah. And I thought about the word A-F-T, aft and raft. And the word... So that's an important uh, word, I guess. In, in yeah. Uh, a staff is linked to a um, um, electromagnetic deflector, a lightning rod moves lightning from the direction it wants to go to another place. And a rod is also called a staff. And that's what happens in government. The deputy ministers use their staff to redirect 
towards uh, a non-obtrusive place the problems that they have. Not to solve the problem for the citizens of the country, but to solve the problems that might point to them as the cause. Yeah. I guess that's why uh, they make no sense. They have no common sense. It makes no sense. Common sense. No. It, ma- it makes sense in terms of their c- keeping their career. Yeah. yeah. They have one thing in mind, and that's a journey that begins with being hired, getting raises and promotions, and retiring with a big pension early. That's their path. And anything that gets in the way of that is in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that's um And of course democracy gets in the way, so forget <laughs> democracy. <laughs> Demo crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. You'll have to hang on a second, I gotta go. All right. And I'll be back in a minute. Okay. I'm back. I'm here. Okay. You know, it doesn't matter how you try to help most people. They are good people with a bad program. And therefore, don't want to listen to something they have not been pre-programmed with. They will not consider that there's another story. And and that is what really gets them when they hit the wall and they die and the part of them that survives ends up in purgatory, which is basically saying you're going to have to cleanse, purge all of the conservatives, not in the political sense, but in the lifestyle sense. The conservative people are those who don't want change. Yep. I've noticed that. And if you you don't change when you're wrong, you're heading for a long, long time in purgatory. Mm. And a lot of people don't even get a chance to resolve the problem. The lucky ones come across a situation where, like the cell, they are allowed to try to repair some of the damages that are going on uh, in order to gain the right to move from purgatory to paradise. 
And in paradise, you have access to everyone you know if you want. That sounds... Sounds uh, a fun place to be, <laughs> meet people, you know, you've met, hey. meet people. Now, you, now, when you meet people, you, as far as family members, co-workers, are you meeting people from just this life or previous lives? I I have not gone into any of those details with them, so I can't answer that question. Um, because when you're uh, born more than once, you're not allowed to remember the past uh, in in the sense of of you having the immediate knowledge. It has to be regained Earned. while you're here. Yeah. yeah, that's the understanding I have with. Uh... This past lives and genetic memory. It's like something has to jog it. It's like something has yeah. to... Breastfeeding appears to be the best way to pass on knowledge from mother to child. That's why they have the, the simulac, right? To stop that. The, the um, yeah. baby food. Yeah. Yeah. They all get hell for breastfeeding in public, and yeah. they all get told they gotta buy artificial milk rather than breastfeed. But that's that's where the knowledge comes from. It always comes in the form of a plate. It's what you ingest, and uh, the breast is equipped with a nipple sitting on top of a plate. And the plate sends like a a magnetic field up to the child face and head and, and memory from the mother is passed on that way. So it's it's a feeding not only for the body's survival, but for the brain to function. And if you don't allow that to happen, of course, your bad programming evolves. Oh, by the way, uh, Dana's on. Surprise guest, Dana. Hi, Dana. <laughs> hey, hey. So You're every not at work. I'm at work. I'm in the in the in the bush. <laughs> ah, but I can yeah. I can call. Yeah. Yeah. It's one advantage about having a cell phone is doesn't matter where you happen to be. Yeah. It's so everything. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, so everything that we, around us is all about promoting this bad programming, it seems, yeah. right? Yep. 
We're we're not to blame for being programmed because we have nothing to do with it. However, once we find out that that's a possibility, we have to, in fact, be uh, able to change our uh, activities, our actions, in a manner that would negate the power of the program. But if we don't want to believe that we don't have the entire truth, then it becomes impossible to change a program that you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the times when I'm when I hear people or even talking around this, this these topics. Uh, uh, a string of words that I always hear is, we don't know. It's like they try to include me in yeah. their in their conclusion. We don't know that. Yeah. And I'll say, well, you, you don't you don't know. Yeah. Or you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. What you have to do is gather up all of the evidence you get, and if you don't want to know. You don't want to gather up the evidence <laughs> that you get, and you yeah. keep away from any discussion that might give you a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what it is because they have these opinions or these views that are given to them by somebody else because they're programmed, and they identify with them because it's they adopt it as it's their own. They, you know, they're identified. Yeah. So if you if you say something that goes contrary to that, that that ego starts the defense yeah. mechanism starts to play a role. Also, yeah. it's it's an age it's an age thing too because someone who's forty five years old thinking, wow, I spent my whole life living in this lie. Either if someone was already like a digger and kind of could see those things throughout their life, then maybe they'll you know convert over. But a lot of people they don't want to. It's that ego again. Like they don't want to admit that I've been wrong for fifty years and your little. 30 year old butt is going to tell me I'm wrong, you know? Like, <laughs> you haven't seen it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had that discussion with a minister of public works, Rock LaSalle, uh, and I said to him, You, Mr. LaSalle, are the biggest holder of real estate in Canada. You you um, manage buildings that number in the thousands. Now, I come along and I tell you, Mr. LaSalle, the buildings you're managing are warehouses for people to come in with their equipment and do work that's going to disappear. What you're going to have to do in the future is build buildings that supply the mechanisms for individuals to walk in just then without any computers or communications or 
printers or what have you, and they're going to rent a space that allows them access to your new intelligent building. And he looked at me and he said something to the effect that, you mean to say I've spent 60 years learning about buildings and now they won't exist? I said, absolutely right. I don't want to hear any more. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, there's different approaches, I guess, when you're dealing with people. I know your approach would probably be because you're you're older. You just come straight forward. You know, I've tried. I've also tried being more like tacit, like this kind of not as direct. Because I know if I just come direct, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a point where I have to be direct, but, like, at first, you know, I just throw ideas out there, and, you know, if they want to think about that, you know, it's up to them. But you got to remember, Jared, that I stopped thinking program-wise in my 40s. And I opened up my mind to other people's opinions. And I went and traveled across the country speaking to hundreds of thousands of people. And as I gathered the information from others, and that includes Parliament Hill, where 10,000 people came a day type of thing, As I went through the system, I said, I'm running out of time. I'm I'm knowledgeable of the fact. And I'm able to communicate that information to people who would listen. But they don't want to. I'm going to meetings where there are 400, 500 people or 60 or 80 people, and I should be telling people in the thousands, but the ones who control my access to those people are the media. And they, and they alone, have discussed among themselves a plan to deny me access to a broader audience. And I can tell the minute I walk into a newspaper and they hear my name at the front door, don't want to know, don't want to hear. I've been living on this farm for 18 years. Now, you're not going to tell me that a local newspaper decides on their own not to cover a guy who's moved in from the nation's capital, having spent three years on Parliament Hill 
and succeeded in charging the top three maladies in the country, you know, the commissioner, the assistant commissioner, and deputy commissioner of the RCMP, with failing to do their job, aiding and abetting criminal politicians, charging the criminal senators and cabinet ministers and everything, and he's moved into our little locality. We don't want to talk to him. We don't want to report on him. How did that happen in a little community away from the center of power where all of this stuff was made public and three days later a newspaper said, just watch. They're all talking to Glenn Keeley today, but in two or three days they'll forget all about him. That was a message from the top media people to all the reporters. We don't want you knocking on the editor or publisher's door with a story on Keeley. You have two or three days, that's it. After that, nothing. And I went across the country and was asked to speak on open line shows. And the minute I got there to do the show, the people had been told that they shouldn't have asked me to come. But they had made announcements, so they had to let me on. And afterwards, that was it. No more. And that was in... Big cities like Winnipeg or Vancouver and little towns in the bush didn't matter. Always the same thing. And in 18 years I've been on this farm, having caused the Canadian dollar to fall by a cent and interest rates to rise by 1%, having charged politicians at the highest levels and policemen at the highest levels and having the premier and the prime minister get together in order to figure out a way to stop me, not one reporter has come here. One guy in a newspaper in in town was told by Jennifer that she had some documents that she wanted to give him as a message on his telephone. One guy sent his wife to get the documents. And she asked Jennifer, is it true that you were born in Canada? How would she get into any knowledge of any of that unless a discussion had occurred? 
that's what's happening in democracy. Is it's not working, and it cannot work as long as the story continues that they're not to talk to me. And it comes from the top down. And in Canada, the top newspaper is on all businessmen's desk in the morning called a Globe and Mail. The second one, the left-leaning one belonging to the Chinese, is called the Toronto Star. None of them have allowed their reporters to speak to me since the charges were laid and I left Parliament Hill. None of them. No radio stations, no TV stations, no local newspapers. You know, I'm thinking probably not even schools would allow students in journalism to talk to me. It's a crime that deserves and will get punishment. And the punishment they will get is eternal. Not a week in jail. Is you denied billions of people the knowledge they needed in order to make wise decision. They went through a wasted life because the media would not allow certain things to be made public. It was lying by omission rather than lying by commission. That's where we're at. You know, it's because it's today it's, it's a little different, but not, not too different. Like before, it was like just these main media outlets, like say, you know, Toronto, yeah. like you're saying. But now with the internet and things have kind of changed over the years, and now there's these little subset sub uh, media outlets and I think you know I suspect a lot of them are owned by the mainstream and now the minute the minute you say something on the net Mm -hmm. which the system disagrees with you get dogpiled and I can see you know a monastery with a room with novices sitting at computers and are told, these are the names. The minute you see them, you write in and disagree with what they're saying. (laughs) Okay? Whether they be priests or nuns, mostly nuns, I would imagine, um, or uh, staff of, of the media, 
who yep, uh, exactly. will call in to say thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down. And and of course the people who don't post anything but just read everything say, ah, this guy's not worth talking to. Look at all the thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there is no freedom. You know, I I basically stopped printing the newspaper, the Keeley paper, because I said I can do it on the net and reach a lot more people. Wrong. You can reach a lot more idiots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can reach a lot more people who've been paid to deny what you're saying and make it appear as if you're the stupid one. Mm-hmm. They only listen to, only like the, when I see the, the people who are supposedly the thinkers of the world. These are authorized people, you know, the, and the things they talk about are so, it's, it's just like so on the surface and not even, not even scratching the surface. It's Irrelevant. 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 Yeah. That's the word. And, and yet these people are like exalted, you know, they're, they're Yeah. And, and they are the ones who will pay the eternal price. Whereas the people they've programmed and turned into parrots, those people will get an intermediate type of sentence. But the ones who have stolen people's lives by affecting thought in a manner that people will not think for themselves anymore, these are the ones who will get the eternal penalties. Because yeah, it, it's uh, you're locking people in a in a cage that they can't see. You know? Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I got to go. Okay. All right, Glenn. All right, Glenn. We'll talk talk to you again, Dan and Jerd. All right. I'll call you again. By the way, Mm. is it Dana or Danny? You can call me Danny. Oh, but it's Danny. Okay. It's Dana. It's Dana, but... You call him Danny, so <laughs> was, that's that's uh, actually my middle name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Talk to you. Uh, All right. Bye, Jared. Bye, Bye Dana. Bye, Glenn. Bye. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.